I would pay probably upwards of 100 quid and watch Eric Cantona walk on stage, put his collar up, say the Seagulls line, and then just stand there for an hour and a half. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. I would pay probably upwards of 100 quid and watch Eric Cantona walk on stage, put his collar up, say the Seagulls line, and then just stand there for an hour and a half. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. You know, that wasn't an All-Ireland winning performance. Probably should have won the game based on the second half performance. Is it a step too far to say it was the performance so far of the World Cup? Maybe not. OTBAN's performance rankings with Gillette. I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head. Our performances was just lacked that intensity. Here we go. We're going into our performance rankings. So, as mentioned before, uh, there's only really one place to start because we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Stephen Kenny's Ireland and that uh, woeful performance on Friday evening. I was watching it with an American woman who asked me, do Ireland always play like this? Um, so yeah, 13th loss for them from 23 competitive outings. We said for a lot of last week, we were like, if it's a loss and we actually put in the performance, we can see that there has been some sort of change. There's some sort of squad. But the general consensus over the last couple of days seems to be that this is possibly the worst Irish side that we have seen in a long, long time on the men's side. And that... Uh, Stephen Kenny is in a little bit of trouble. We don't know what is going to happen with him next. He was speaking to the media yesterday ahead of tonight's game against Gibraltar. And he said on his contract situation, my contract is up to the end of the campaign and whether it's renewed will depend on how people feel the campaign went overall. But I certainly fully expect it to be so. That's how he feels at the moment. He said he was very much focusing on Gibraltar tonight and forgetting the woes of Friday. But I think even when you listen to how the Greeks were talking about it and uh, how obvious it was to them where all our holes and flaws were and how easy it was for them to target them, it's not a good place to be. Uh, Our next fixtures, um, obviously, is Gibraltar tonight. And then after that, in September, in a four-day stretch, we're in Paris and then the Dutch come to Dublin. So, you know, I, I don't think there should be any knee-jerk reaction after tonight, really. Um, but, you know, it will require something remarkable from the games in Paris. And then you hope against uh, the Netherlands in a, in a full Aviva. I think the, the Gibraltar and Netherlands tickets were sold together. Is that correct? I'm fairly sure it was. Yeah, I think so. So um, if there's 40-odd thousand there tonight... Um, uh, then you would expect that the the ground will be fairly full for the Netherlands. Now they'd need to beat Gibraltar and then beat France and then beat the Netherlands. I think for him to be in a situation where everybody's like, "Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe things have changed." But uh, I mean, it'd be remarkable if that happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's not going to happen. So I think we'd all be sitting here being like, "That's the greatest comeback in Irish sporting history." And even then, you'd still you'd still struggle to be getting out of the group because of the the scenario that we find ourselves in here. So um, maybe you wouldn't if you were winning those games, but it's not going to happen. So that's that's the level we're at now, where it's like a, a miracle to get out of the situation, and it's it's desperately disappointing. Like there's no there's no way of dressing this up. I did the game on on Friday night in studio here with Finney Perth, and um. It just, he was making the point that we got out-coached. Um, tactically, they were better than we were and 
we didn't adapt quickly enough to it. We didn't make changes that we needed to make. Um, and obviously, before the match, when the team was named, Vinny was very concerned about the shape of the team. Last week when we were talking about it, he'd posited three potential teams, you know, what he thought might be going through Stephen Kenny's mind. One of them ended up being the, the, the second half team where um, Mikey Johnson came on and that even that shape was slightly better. But those first 15 minutes were just so bad. It was like a lack of leadership, uh, a real misunderstanding about how to break the patterns of play. Nobody nobody like even managed to pretend that their contact lens was uh, jammed in their eye. Nobody broke the pattern of us being completely overwhelmed. And that's why, listening to the press conference yesterday, um, Stephen Kenny's talking about the, the, the goals, but the goals didn't come in isolation. The goals came as a result of the pattern of play being completely one-sided in favour of Greece. And Greece so thoroughly dominated us that they were really unfortunate to only win the game 2-1. I, I, I mean, I think it's ridiculous that we have this player of the match awards when we get beaten, but Bazunda was the player of the match. And, like, I don't know, could, could anybody else have been given any semblance of, like... Mark, I don't think so. You know, a mark over 5 out of 10. So, um, and look, I, I, get, I get that the players were not at it uh, because it's been so long since they played a game listening to... Um, Gary Breen and David Conley, they were making the point that even a friendly against Bowes or Rovers would have given the, the players timing, whereas in the 70-minute 11-a-side match that they played in Turkey, you're not going to go and crunch one of your teammates for fear that they get injured because then he's out and you're definitely not getting picked because you're getting punished by the, the manager. So the timing of the players was off in the first half. The players who we think are good played really badly. Mm. Like, the midfield was Awful, atrocious, absent in that first half, and I think partly that was to do with the shape. I do, I do think partly that was to do with the shape, but I also think that um, uh, I don't know. So, like at that stage, it, it appears as if you're making excuses for what happened. But uh, you know, Greece had the same um, preparation that we had. Obviously, played uh, players in, in different leagues. Some of them had been off for as long as our players, and they didn't seem to to bear the same. Issues, you know, you would say Simica's touch looked pretty good for somebody mm. who's um, not a first-choice player at but his team. Now, obviously, he's at a much higher level than any of our players. Mm. But it's also the fact as well that, like, such a big deal was made before this game of, like, the fact that Stephen Kenny had given the squad time and they had time together to get themselves up to speed and that they had been working really hard and they'd been working on different tactical formations and that, you know, the newer players that were still discovering the likes of like Mikey Johnson and stuff, that they had been integrated into the, the squad and maybe a way that it felt like everyone was on this, a similar page in a different way to how they were before. And then the, when they came out, like you were saying, those first 15 minutes, it was like a group of people who had never played together before. They just looked so off the pace, so off where they should be at this stage. And like I was reading a lot of stuff over the weekend of people saying that, you know, it's a bad team and it's the worst crop of players we've ever had. And the, you know, FAI certainly to blame for part of that in terms of how we've developed over the last couple of years but also I, I don't think we're as bad as we actually did play on Friday and that's the frustrating thing the th- the fact that the entire team got totally outplayed outthought you know tactics whatever it was 
by Greece in a way that we shouldn't be. I don't think anyways. And I'm not saying that to put like a positive spin because I don't think you can put much of a positive on Friday. I think there's a twin track to this, right? And both things are true. The the, um, tactics were wrong and that is the result of the manager making those decisions. And also what Liam Brady said, I think is also true. This is the worst group of international players that we've had potentially ever, right? Like uh, going back in football history, we always had players who were uh, considered amongst the very best in uh, in our league, which was really good up until the 40s and 50s. And then all our best players uh, uniformly went across the water. And at that stage, we had players in all the best teams in England. So um, it doesn't feel like we are producing players who are capable of running a, a game or understanding. And look, maybe that's because we're not picking them. Maybe, maybe... Maybe we have to just go back to kick and rush. Is that what everybody wants? Mm, back no. to the Martin O'Neill and the second uh, Mitt McCarthy era and the end of trap. Is that like? So we, we just need to be careful what we wish for here as well. Like, uh, you can get Big Sam and Robbie Keane in. You can do that, and you can be guaranteed that uh, we'll be as exciting to watch as Leeds were in their final three games I don't of the think season. The, uh, Stephen Kenny naysayers want to go back to kick and rush football. They just want to go to major tournaments and have memorable moments. And it feels at this moment that we're just a million miles away from that. It was interesting that he picked Will Smallbone here as the first start. This match was such a huge game and everyone saw this game in advance that Greece away was going to be the game. Presumably that was because of the partnership that he and Matt Doherty developed against the against Latvia and that friendly that 3-2 win just before the France game. And also, you're talking about fine margins here. Remember Nathan Collins' header at the end of the France game? That yeah. was for one all. Yeah. And if, if that had been converted, because I remember the morning after here, we were fairly positive about Ireland's display, very disappointed to lose, but fairly positive. And then we're back to this again. And it feels like we're always going back to this place with Stephen Kenny. I think after that result, and particularly performance against Greece, I think it's all over for Kenny in terms of goodwill and, uh, and his future as Ireland manager. So, for example, they win tonight. doesn't really matter unless they absolutely obliterate Gibraltar. And even then, it doesn't even, really matter. I don't think... Like, and I mean, the, I Dutch was... and, the Dutch and France doubleheaders... Like maybe if you get if they get they probably have one valiant display where they narrowly lose and maybe get a point against the Dutch right so say that happens they play well twice I still think it's not enough it won't be enough and even if even if they won twice it'll be the next round of fixtures which is again going to be Greece and Gibraltar if it's a draw at home to Greece I told you so. And he's had too many I told you so's. Oh, no, no, there needs to be like a, a miraculous run of results now, which is better than any run of results we've had in Irish football history. And we don't have the players to do that. And look, it's it does appear as if the, uh, the manager is struggling to get the best out of these players. And that's the bit that I was hopeful wasn't going to be the case. I, I was hopeful that he was coming up with a style that suited us, that was interesting uh, to the football public that was progressive and that allowed us to get into games um, which you know uh, which we could all get behind and that unfortunately has not been the case it has been good results followed by really bad results like if you look at the divergent path from Ireland hammering Scotland that time and where Scotland have gone on to from then to now it just doesn't make any sense like it doesn't make any sense like if if Ireland were to play Scotland in the morning I would expect Scotland to hammer us the way Scotland are playing at the moment and the way Ireland are playing and yet we just this time last year so I, I don't know and we haven't even plateaued at any stage it's, it's been very up or very down there's been no point where it's just kind of been like this is steady we're like slightly climbing maybe we might drop a little bit against certain higher up teams and then like slightly climbing again it's just been like whoop whoop yeah. yeah but also they don't get hammered Penny sides 
So we're in this uh, eternal purgatory about where is this team actually going and it's kind of down but they're, if they were getting blown out of it game after game he'd already be gone like Oh it's yeah, the, it's the fact that he's he's constantly staying in there, and also I think what frustrates people about Kenny is he's a big defender of his side, especially in the media, like especially talking afterwards. And again, he's like he's still seen the green shoots of the performance at times against Greece, and how okay he said they were insipid, but that they were always in the game, and like that really infuriates people, especially people who don't want him in the job. So the, like ideally, people want him to come out and say like we're as terrible as everyone's saying. Uh, and obviously he's not going to do that no and I think that's the right thing for him to do too yeah. you know like uh, for whatever um, you know Stephen Kenny has been very true to his core beliefs and I've no doubt that whatever uh, whatever experience he takes from this into the future is going to be very valuable for him as a football manager um, I, I it's, it's very difficult to see a way in which he's going to get another campaign I do think that they they shouldn't uh, prevent him from taking that next double header, for example. I don't think that makes any sense. I, you know, somebody was saying oh, you've got to give somebody a new opportunity to bet in before the following campaign. I, I mean, they don't have a huge amount of money in the FAI. We know that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'd be able to find money for something if they thought that uh, something was out there on the list, on the lists that are being made now of potential replacements. Lee Carsey's name has bubbled up to the top. John O'Shea's name is there. He's obviously part of the backroom team. Roy Keane's name is there. Uh, Big Sam, uh, because of his his link with Robbie Keane at Leeds, uh, has has come back into um, people's reckoning and to manage Limerick. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, it would be the single most important aspect of his entire managerial career if he was to get the job. Um, and so, you know, obviously, uh, Chris Hutton, who is not pulling up trees in, um, in Ghana at the moment. Uh, Phil was saying he follows some Ghanaian journalists on uh, Twitter outside and that the perception there is that the football isn't particularly enjoyable either. And that was the case. That has been the case. Like a very confident manager. But like... The thing with all those managers, they'll all have the same group of players. And looking at the Greece team as well, it's like a very good development 11. Or back in the day, you know, you'd have your A team. Like the England A's in the mid-90s to see who was going to get picked the last remains of, of a World Cup squad. Like, it's quite exciting, but it's an exciting team for the future, largely. And then ideally you're like, well, there's, it's, there's surely another set of 11 that can play. But that's, that's the almost what we have. The Francie Brady says, whatever you think of them, experienced successful coaches like O'Neill, Trapp and Mick told us the players weren't good enough, but we said, no, they were the issue, it turns out. It turns out they weren't the issue. Uh, I don't think you can be the manager of a team and tell the players they aren't good enough and expect them to somehow yeah. put in great performances. You just can't. I think that's the, the bit here that like, if, if, if our response to what's gone on here is to go, oh, we need a hard ass who comes in and tells us all we're shit. It's like, well, okay, let's just massively throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Like, mm. I think it's interesting a lot of the comments that are coming in this morning, like people who say they're active Kenny supporters and have been, but found like Friday really tough or found the last couple of days really tough to defend him. A lot of what they keep coming back to is we can totally appreciate what Kenny has done in terms of the players he's brought in or what he has done for certain players but maybe now is the time to move on to something where we're not getting caught out in like a tactical sense in the way that we were on Friday and they're like again they're not trying to do down on Kenny and like appreciate his legacy but then the also opens up the question of well then who what is the next step do we have someone who can actually take us to the next level yeah well like whenever Stephen Kenny goes then we'll have the question of which legacy would you prefer like would you prefer Martin O'Neill's tenure at Ireland which ended so negatively that friendly against Northern Ireland and barely anyone showed up would you like that legacy where he had that moment 
Euro 2016 or which he preferred Stephen Kenny's where we didn't really get anywhere on paper but he did try fundamentally change the way Ireland played football um, and oftentimes it wasn't uh, clearly apparent if, if Martin O'Neill had left after the Euros I yeah. think he would have had a, a second and third life as a manager in English football on the back of that but he stuck around for the following campaign and we got annihilated that's that's the, that's what happened there. Um, like getting out of a group in a tournament is an all-time Irish football legacy, right? But that team played reasonable football, and we actually had a a midfield who was playing football. Like I, I do, I do wonder. It's not true that um, other managers would have the same players. Other managers would have had Jeff Hendrick and Robbie Brady in the team against Greece. Would they have made a difference? Like are, are people saying that that would have been fundamentally better than Malumbi? Maybe do you know? Like I I don't know, um, but I, I guarantee you that Mick wouldn't have had the same team at all. Like uh, those centre backs, I don't know. Would Nathan Collins have been in the team? Maybe um, we would have been playing four four two more than likely, uh, and I'm fairly sure that James McLean would have started probably on the left wing. Um, Matt Hardy obviously he can't play left back we were told after that half in, in Gibraltar so look I don't know yeah, and, they could have, and they still could have lost 2-1 we're down the rabbit hole here you know they still could have but it would be more recognisable because the team would be pretty obvious and no frills whereas this team the Stephen Kenny pit was straight away being like oh that's risky straight away so that's the difference really mm. and like, I've seen one comment like Martin O'Neill's tenure is objectively better it was like because he had the Euro 2016 moment but like he had no interest at all in developing Irish football. It was just getting results, which is what he would say he was paid to do. Didn't care what was coming through, but he was able to provide results. Kenny's pretty much the opposite. All right. Is, is there a thing where like he's brought us to the space where he's changed the way we play football? He's changed the way that like we have approached football in the way we have the last couple of years. And okay, that's not a successful route for us now. But depending on who they get in next and if they get someone in that kind of applies the same theories to Irish football, but actually has the tactical skill with to bring it along a little bit forward this is like a longer term project that there was just too much for Kenny to fix um, the difficulty is that uh, we have in, in human history watched most football organisations do the exact opposite next of what they had done previously so there's never a sense being of <laughs> building on top of it oh. you know so and look yeah I, uh, that's the difficulty here is that like Kenny took on the ambition of changing how we were perceived yeah. And at the moment, we are not perceived as particularly difficult to play against. And Greece didn't find it difficult to play against us. So um, anyway, that is in the red. Stephen Kenny's Ireland is in the red. And it is a long, precipitous climb back to... Um, Great motivation for him, though. Imagine that. Why are you thinking now everyone, basically everyone hates his team? Like, well, I don't hate his team. Mean? I don't hate his team. I think and I'm, everyone's I'm dying for like, you're no good. Get out of here. Imagine him, imagine him sitting with those thoughts the whole time. It's a great motivator, like. Yeah, or, or it ruins you. But yeah, it very much depends on the sort of person that you are. I would say he's. We the now former. know what sort of person Colum is. I think he's the former. Can I just. Um, people are saying, oh, Big Sam doesn't play hoofball. At, at Bolton, he had, like, Yuri Jorkiev and he had Ivan Campo JJ. and JJ Okocha. We don't have those players. Yeah. We don't have those players. We've got Josh Cullen. Like, uh, you know, he has been really. It was a terrible mistake against France, which costs a fairly famous. 
and a very important start of the campaign. And then he was completely anonymous. Himself and Malumbi were both anonymous. And I, I think playing Will Smallbone was actually a symptom of Stephen Kenny getting in his own head a bit too much and and not doing the thing that had gotten to this point. It was like, okay, this is going to offer us more opportunity. But Will Smallbone's not ready for for uh, Broadway just yet. Like one half season in the championship was not enough. Anyway, look. Leave it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Hopefully tonight we will have a, a better result. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.